This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, August 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Pressure mounts on canal funding. Cal OSHA to extend the COVID-19 rule and protecting Afghan ag partners and farm bankruptcies plunge. Senator steps up pressure on Newsom and lawmakers for canal funding. Senator Melissa Hurtado Sanger held a press conference this week at San Luis Reservoir to push for passage of SB 559. The measure calls for nearly $800 million to fund repairs and maintenance along three key canals. Hurtado appreciated the $100 million approved in the budget for the effort, which was down from Governor Newsom's proposed $200 million, but she said it was not enough to keep millions of Californians out of peril from climate impacts. SB 559 faces a critical hurdle in passing another Appropriations Committee this month. Joining Hurtado at the press conference were the heads of the San Luis and Delta Mendota Water Authority, Westlands Water District, Fry Water Authority, and Ken County Water Agency. Cal OSHA mulls extension of COVID-19 regulation. California's workplace safety regulator is planning to reauthorize its emergency COVID-19 regulation for another year with revisions. A subcommittee advising the agency's governing board has been engaging stakeholders on what those revisions might be. Labor groups are pushing for a mask mandate for farm workers, arguing they work close to each other, albeit outdoors. Ag groups press for more data on outbreaks to inform the decisions. Michael Miller of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers said the regulation has been based on data for community spread. Cal OSHA has failed to gather information on workplace spread in the 19 months since the pandemic began, he argued. The agency will release a proposed draft in November with a board vote in December and an effective date in January 2022. Now, on that note, the board plans to consider an indoor heat illness prevention standard in the coming months. Cal OSHA has been reviewing the impact the rule could have on employers. USDA scrubs website to protect Afghans. The Agriculture Department has been scrubbing its website social media to remove any photos or text that could identify Afghans who contributed to agriculture research or other projects funded by the USDA, government officials tell AgriPulse. There's concern that Taliban may harm Afghans who cooperated with the U.S., even if it was just to help on an ag research project. There's still plenty of trade and other data on agriculture in Afghanistan. But if you're looking for any information on the USDA site about people or groups involved in development projects, you're likely to get a message like this. Oops, looks like the page you're looking for has been archived or access denied. You are not authorized to access this page. Farm bankruptcies fall to the lowest level since 2015. Farm bankruptcies are down significantly nationwide, although not every region has showed a decrease. According to an analysis by federal court data by the American Farm Bureau Federation, there were 438 Chapter 12 bankruptcy filings from June 2020 through June 2021. That's a drop of 24% from the year before. It is the lowest number of bankruptcies for a 12-month period since there were 357 in 2015. Now keep in mind, 
AFBF economist Veronica Nye said in the analysis that the ongoing impact of the severe drought in the West and Upper Plains is evident when looking at where bankruptcies were filed. The region with the largest increase was the Southwest, 45 filings, 13 more than the previous year. California, one of two states in the West District Court region, had 18 Chapter 12 filings, an increase of 13% from the 12-month period ending June 2020. Filings also increased overall in the Northeast, but they were up in some states and down in others. It is heartening to finally be able to write that farm bankruptcies have not risen from the year previous, Nye wrote. However, one data point does not make a trend, and we must caution against becoming too confident that the worst is behind us. Dairy producers pushing Congress for more aid. USDA is providing payments to dairy producers to cover less than half the money that the National Milk Producers Federation says they lost because of skewed markets in 2020. But the group is working with lawmakers to get additional funds in one of the spending bills that Congress needs to move later this year, a source says. USDA announced on Wednesday that it is providing payments worth about $350 million to partially make up for the revenue that many dairy producers lost because of a change in the 2018 Farm Bill to the federal milk pricing formula. The Farm Bill provisions backfired on some producers when dairy markets were skewed by a rush of cheese buying fueled by the Trump administration's food box program. The National Milk Producers Federation estimates those producers lost as much as $750 million due to the market turmoil. The new USDA assistance will be capped at the first 5 million pounds of production, so its impact on larger producers will be limited. Ag-Republicans question EPA Chlorpyrifos decision. The top Republicans on the House and the Senate Agriculture Committee say the EPA is improperly banning the use of the insecticide chlorpyrifos on food crops. EPA made the decision as a result of an appeals court ruling, but the Senate Ag Committee's ranking member, John Bozeman of Arkansas, says the agency action undermines the scientifically rigorous work of the agency and inserts a great deal of uncertainty for growers. Pennsylvania Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson, ranking member on House Ag, says that allowing the court system to overrule EPA's rigorous scientific pesticide registration process sets a dangerous precedent, threatens scientific integrity, and is of the utmost concern to U.S. farmers and ranchers who have been dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's today's He Said It. We have 19th century laws, 20th century infrastructure, and 21st century challenges. That state water board chair, Joaquin Esquivel, during a Senate confirmation hearing for his reappointment, which gained unanimous approval. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, August 20th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.